Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reimbold, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in the show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. And you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call. 618-262-2810 and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Duggar. Now let me say that again. It's not over by any means. Tonight, this weekend, I'm going to take you up just a little bit higher. Some of you in this room are ready for that. Those of you that have been here one, two, or three years... You desperately have some catching up to do, okay? Because God is beginning to move me 
closer and closer to bringing you to the fullness of him. That's not, that's not an easy journey, and the reason it isn't easy, are you watching? It's the flesh. It's the flesh. Now, this weekend, as I prepared before the Lord God to bring this to you diligently, the Lord God began to show me Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I began to realize something within all of that that I had ministered for years. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the other great patriarchs within the Scriptures, my brothers and sisters, did not, did not become holy because they were anointed of God from the foundations of this earth, like I am, like you are. The reason that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the other old patriarchs of the Scriptures had what they had, and God blessed them the way he blessed them, they walked according to his commandments. Now, quite simply, you and I, bless God, could decide that we're going to be airplane pilots. We could decide that, bless God, that we are definitely going to fly that airplane, maybe that's sitting out there. Does that make us an airplane pilot? No. If we tell a friend and a friend comes to us and says, Ooh, you look like an airplane pilot, Brother Deckard. Does that make me an airplane pilot? No, it doesn't. So in the essence of all this, you need to understand that just because the Lord God called you doesn't mean you're going to achieve what it is you're called to do. And folks, this is really important. Holiness is not an elective. It's a commandment. Some of you out here, bless your pea-picking hearts, have not come to grips with the understanding, okay? How many of you in this room understand that we have now for quite some time moved away from what's called uh, the dispensation of grace? Raise your hand. Most of you should know that if you're under this ministry. So now we have entered into a time, and the time that we've entered into is dangerous. Listen to me closely as I prophesy to you with the revelation knowledge of the throne room of God. There's going to be many born again, Holy Ghost filled people on this earth that's going to burn in hell that are saved. This thing with salvation no longer, you know, and, and what did we do before? The church, as the church has been for how many centuries? The church has lost its place. The church forgot to tell you and I that your salvation, your infillment of the Holy Ghost is the beginning of the matter. It's not the end of the matter. It's only the beginning. That God, that God through all this said, what did he say in 28.1 of Deuteronomy? We must observe and do all. Say all. All. And some of us haven't quite come to grips with that yet, have we? Well, I'm still working on making Sabbath. Well, i got news for you. You may be working on making Sabbath when you end up in hell. We're at dangerous time, folks. We're at a time when the, when the church knows nothing about it. They're asleep. I told you that how many years ago? If they weren't asleep, do you know something? If the church was not asleep, if the church had not fulfilled the Scripture, Yeshua said, united. You what? Stand. Hmm? No, no, we fell. We separated ourselves. We divided ourselves. We got religion. We got this. We got that. We forgot one thing. He is still on the throne. So through that... And through the journey in which God is bringing us now, like I said, it's perilous times. The times which are dangerous times are times, brothers and sisters, that the powers of darkness have but a short time, according to the Scriptures. 
Satan has but a short time to try to take you to hell. And every other Christian and non-Christian on the face of this earth. A short time. He is going to work. He is going to work. Now listen where he can work. But the Lord God said what? Neither give place to the devil. Neither give to the place to the devil. Now, <laughs> that's a long introduction. Holiness, this is the name of this weekend. Righteousness, selfishness. I hope you pay, pay close attention to all three of them, all right? Especially the latter one. Turn with me in Genesis 17.1. Again, folks, you have to arrive. They did arrive. That's the reason they had what they had in the blessings of God. They weren't out here, bless God, sinning one day and serving God the next. They weren't doing that. 17.1 Genesis. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Not almost perfect. Not I'm working on it perfect. Not I'll get perfect next year whenever, you know, we get ready to do this. That. No, no, no. He commanded him then to become perfect. He, and which means what? Holy? Yes. Absolutely, totally mature within the Word of God? Absolutely. That was his command to Abraham. Abram, that he was known there. Now, did Abraham fulfill that? Well, there's not a lot in the Scriptures about all that. We're going to we'll get down through. we got some of it there, but... The key is, yes, he did. Astonishingly enough, as, as Abraham, the grand old patriarch huh, of Israel, he didn't know. Did he know what holiness was? No, he didn't. And God knew that he didn't. But you want to know something with God? God taught him, just like you are being taught. This is not granddad's day anymore, folks. This is our generation. And what takes place from this time on in our generation, we will be held accountable before this Lord that we serve. Amen? Amen? Let's, let's jump down to Exodus 19.6. Exodus 19.6. And Exodus 19.6 says, And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. And holy nation. Now, he didn't say that, well, you might be. He said, you shall be. That means it's going to happen. You're going to be a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. So it was Moses' place to stand before the children of Israel and say, you will be a kingdom of priests. And a holy nation. Now, well, okay. Now, probably let's get something straight here. I, I got holy when Jesus come in. Well, that's where you wrong the first time. You had an opportunity because it was given to you to be righteous. Your righteousness, what? From him. Your holiness, right? From him. So that means what? Now we don't have to do anything, do we? Well, if we're already holy, if we're already righteous, what, 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 what are you worried about, prophet? Man, that all come with a package when it got saved. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Well, I'm sorry. Again, what was that? That was saying, you are righteous, you are holy, and the Lord Yeshua but you know, God is so neat about the way He does things. There ought to, be, you know, well, as far as I'm concerned, it wasn't with God. But what if there had been an if? No, there wasn't an if there, and the reason there wasn't an if there is because, bless God, I'm going to tell you something. The shepherds, the pastors of the church, 
Woe be unto them. Instead of feeding the flock of God, they fed themselves. Instead of gathering, they scattered. Instead of, bless God, doing and teaching you what you needed to know, they were too busy doing their own things, mostly building their own kingdoms, which they still do today. Does that mean that, bless God, what the church taught you and I is true? Sorry. I'm sorry. Well, well, well prophet, are, are we saved? You bet you're saved. Those that call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. But brothers and sisters, because we have entered into a new era, a new time, we have to understand, did we or did we not become righteous and holy when we become saved, born again? Now listen, yeah, we did. But you and I have to now maintain that holiness, maintain that righteousness. And how do you do that? Living a holy life. Walking in righteousness before God. Be ye perfect. Be ye mature. Be ye holy. Well, well, you know, prophet, it's, it's kind of tough. No, it's more than kind of tough. It is a quality decision, and I've uh, ministered and taught you the, about quality decisions ever since you've been around. We have to understand something, folks. It's getting late in the game. It's getting late in the game. You can't keep putting off holiness in your life because, well, yeah, you know, I got a job and I go to that job. And I mean, a bunch of devils there. What's that got to do with you? Huh? Well, you know, I, I get out of the wrong crowd. What are you doing in the wrong crowd anyway? God said separate yourself from that. And some of you need to listen by the Holy Ghost what I'm saying about that. But some of you sitting out here have not separated yourself from this world. And I'm going to tell you something, folks, and you best understand it. When we go to Israel, and we will be, that's not going with us. Does anybody shake your head if you think you're listening and hearing anything? That's not going to make it. You want to know why it's not going to make it? The Scripture says that when we, the ten lost tribes of Israel, are gathered together and brought back unto the land of Israel, that we will live as it was in the Garden of Eden. What was in the Garden of Eden? No sin until Adam, his wife, sinned. There wasn't any sin. Now, how long did the Garden of Eden last after they sinned? Does anybody have an idea? About that long. And it was over. Listen up. When we go back to Israel and we begin to live in places that we did not build, okay, we begin to inhabit them. When we see the fertile gland and its production that it produces, are you ready? If there be five, six, seven, however many million, and there's going to be lots of us. Now, I want to talk about what looks to be impossible with man that's possible with God. All that it's going to take is one of you. One of you walking out from under the holy covenant of the Lord God and the testimony of his son, Yeshua. And we are going to lose our Garden of Eden again. Awful quiet. Awful. Well, brother, bro, brothers and, you know, bro, brother, I mean, yeah, I know you want to stutter a little bit. So do I. How, how, how are we ever going to get that many people to be holy and righteous? Well, let's go back a little bit. I told you all that have come first that you are the first fruits of this thing. I told each one of you as in assembly that God was going to use you. 
we are not ready to take on larger congregation because some of you don't understand that God and this prophet is waiting on you. We have to have teachers. Everybody's got all caught up in the fact that, well, the ten prophets and the prophet and the... There is no big eyes and little U's here. Everybody has a part to play in this thing. The problem is, will everybody play the part? That's the question. Is everybody going to play? I told you that you were going to have to make this a way of life. This couldn't be something that you're just going to mess around with on Sabbath and on the, you know, the festivals. and You're going to have to live it every day. Every day. You're going to have to come home and, from work and, and ha have your, your dinner hour with your family. Spend time with your family. And those little young'uns go to bed, you best get your face before God into the Scriptures and you begin to study. You set your alarms. You get up at 2 o'clock in the morning and you pray before the Lord our God. You get yourself into the place, if you've been in this thing a year, you need to be fasting at least three days a week. Unless otherwise, you can't. Okay? If you've been in this thing three or four years, but now you sure should have made one 21 to 30-day fast. Now, I don't want to walk the aisles and, and say, so you can stand up, and you best not stand up, and back there you could, maybe, maybe you better not. Folks, I told you from the beginning, it's going to take fasting. It's going to take prayer. I've held nothing back from you. I've not tried to paint you a rose garden. Somebody say amen. amen. Well, maybe, Prophet, you're, try, you're trying to talk tonight like the fact that maybe we all just quit. No, I'm not. I'm talking to you tonight as the prophet that I am that God sent to you. I know what it is, brothers and sisters, to raise children. Well, last time I looked in the mirror, I, I wasn't a children. You better look in the mirror that I use, a spiritual mirror. Some of you out here are still having to have your diapers changed. Oh, me and oh, my. Yeah, sorry. Some of you just can't quite get around. Some of you hit a, hit a good lick, which means you get after things for a while, and then, well, is that normal? Yeah, unfortunately it is. Let's go to Leviticus 11.44. Leviticus 11.44. Leviticus 11.44 says, For I am the Lord your God, you shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and ye shall be holy, for I am holy. Neither shall ye defile yourselves with any manner of creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So what the Lord is saying here, he says, again, you shall. There's no electives. You shall. You shall. Say, I will. I will. You shall be holy. Why? For I am holy. Let me tell you something. This God we serve is not asking us to be anything more than he is. Well, we can never be God. No, no, nor does he intend for us to be. But we are to be after his mannerisms, which causes us, bless God, to understand we have to be holy. Why? Because he said, I'm holy. Leviticus 20, 26 and ye shall be holy unto me, for I, the Lord, am holy, and have severed you from other people, and ye shall, should be mine. Now, the interesting thing about that verse is, again, what's he saying? You shall, not if you can get around to it, not two days after you're saved, not two minutes after you come to me, but you shall be holy unto me, for I am the Lord. Again, he says what? I'm holy. Now, listen. He said, and, and have severed you from other people that ye should be mine. Come out of the world, touch not the unclean thing, saith the Lord, and I will receive you. Some of you cannot sever yourselves. Let me take this thing, uh, a place that's going to kind of probably not be so good for some of you. You know, we're going to go to Israel. We are. Now, 
going to Israel means what? Well, it means that we're taking all my family that's not saved, unsaved, never going to be saved. No, 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 that's not going to happen. Some of you have not yet severed yourselves from your family. And I don't mean the place you don't call them, go see them, and everything else. I'm not saying that. Let alone severing yourself from this world. Some of you still have one arm, or one hand, I'm sorry, a hold of the world, and you're out here trying to hold on to the Lord God. And folks, that never worked, and it is not going to work in this day. This generation has something different than any generation that's ever had on the face of this earth. And that is the opportunity to see the end come. Okay? There are requirements by God in order for us to see that from Israel. Okay? See, the Scripture tells us that there will be a time, after we go back to the land, that nations will come to us and ask us, how do you have such food? How do you have such technology? You know what we're going to say? Sit down here, pal. Let me show you right here in the Scriptures. Let me show you. If nations are going to come to us, and you know all along the Lord God said, why do you want us to be holy anyway? Well, for us to be blessed, obviously. But he also wanted us to be holy so that the other peoples, the other peoples around about us would see that we served the Lord God Yahweh in holiness so that they themselves would begin to say the same thing these nations are going to one day say. Well, you're blessed. So, well, how do you do this? Come sit down. Let me show you how we do this. His name's Yahweh. Okay? Now, if, in fact, God wants us to sever ourselves, we're going to have to pull away from the world. Okay? One day you're going to have to truly make the decision as to whether or not you're going to go to Israel and leave family. There's everybody in this room has got family that's not in this. Somebody say amen. amen. Okay? Well, what is that? Well, I'm praying that, bless God, they come in. Well, that's the thing to do. Okay? But if they don't come in, you are going to do what? You are going to have to turn and walk away. Is that going to be easy? Are you looking at me? It's going to break your heart. No, it's not going to be easy. Nothing easy to it. So you, 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 must, you must understand that you're going to have to make a decision. Some of you that are here in this room tonight with me, you're living in a fantasy world. Okay? You're living in a fantasy world. You're fantasizing all this stuff. You're fantasizing, oh, we get to go to Israel. But you're not facing the realities of what it's going to take to get you there. And that's where you're going to fall short in this thing. That's where you're desperately going to miss the boat, as they say. Because you understand you will not get there until you decide. Now, I ask a question to the brothers today. What and how much of yourself will you give? How much are you willing to give of yourself to God to go to Israel one day? How much? 20%? Well, no, 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 prophet, I'll go 35, 40. Uh, Pre-adventure, some of you give 50%. Well, you might, some of us might as well go for 70. That's not, you know, I mean, that, you know, I mean, what, 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 what? 85? 90? Oh, my Lord and my God, prophet, what are you trying to say? 100%. Now, let me tell you something prophetically as the prophet I am. There is but a handful of people here in this building tonight that absolutely have made that decision to give all. Some of you sit in this room, 
you wab a good mouth. Okay? But down here, it's going. <laughs> Is this thing going to get tough? Folks, this thing's going to get hard. You look around the way this nation, you look around at the things that are taking place. The money's going to fall. The government is going to, bless God, do what? Go ahead and turn this into an entirely socialistic state. We're going to have a one-world money. We're going to have a one-world church. We're going to have a one-world government. There's going to be civil war in this country. You won't want to be here during that. I don't think. Oh, Jesus will take care of me, prophet. Will he? We're going to, we're going to answer that question before this weekend's over. What does it take for the Lord Yeshua to take care of you? Well, I'm a Christian. I got Jesus. Don't bet on it. You don't, you don't want to bet your, your life, both carnally and spiritually, upon that statement, folks. You know, I, I told you before when they had the great tsunami after the earthquake over there in Indonesia, and the hundreds of thousands of people died. And within those ranks, I'm, I don't know the percentage, but many of them were Christians. Many of whom were Holy Ghost-filled Christians. Where was the God of Isaac, Jacob, and Abraham? Where was the God of Peter and Paul? Where was the God of Elijah? Folks, come on. It's time to look into that spiritual mirror, and it's time to grow up. It's time. We've got to quit playing these little games that we're playing. We're going to have to quit one day being in and one day being out. Some of you women in this room, you try to be submissive for one day, and you do everything you can do the rest of the week. Jezebel at her best. Understand, sisters, brothers, it is an elective. There's only one way, and it's not wide. Yeshua sure talked about it. He said, no, it's narrow, and few thereby will find it. Now, if, in fact, becoming a Christian is all you have to do, that you can receive all the blessings of God, and that's what the church has told us, get to heaven with no problem, then why do you even bother going to church? What do you even bother? You don't need the church, <laughs> for sure. But why bother? If you've got this thing made, then bless God, get out here and just live your life. Oh, oh every once in a while you want to, Jesus, forgive me now of my sin. And then go right back out and do the same sin again, 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 again. And Yeshua said, what? After the, he healed the woman, go. Sin no more, least a worse thing come upon you. We are going to live that piece of ministry, the piece of Scripture, like no generation has ever seen it. God's tarred of your sin. He's tarred. The prophet's tarred of changing your dirty diapers. Okay? Some of you should be much further along than you are. Said, so, boy, I wish you had told me this thing was going to be like this before I came. I wouldn't have spent the money. How few ever you laughing? <laughs> I never have eaten anybody yet. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Say, I love you, prophet. Thank you. Makes me feel better. Okay, Deuteronomy 14:2. Going to give you about 20 seconds. Ah, eh, maybe 10. Maybe two. Deuteronomy 14.2, for thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. What do you mean thou art? Well, they weren't acting holy. They weren't acting holy, but he says you are 
You art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. He has already made us holy. That's the reason when you go back into Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you begin to study salvation, and thank God for that, then you find out that we have already been made the holy and the righteousness of the Lord God through Yeshua. When he came and he did. Somebody say amen. amen. So we're already that. Well, wait a minute, prophet. I thought you said even though we weren't. I did. And we will get to that. But that's the way it came on us. There had to be something. There had to be words spoken, words sown in the spirit realm. And God said as he went on, he said, And the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself, not to the world, above all the nations that are upon the earth. He said, Above all nations. We are to be so holy that there is not another people on the face of this earth like unto us in our holiness. Now, uh, let's see. If we were to uh, go out to St. Louis and get a big, auto, you know, a great big stadium thing and bring all of the, of, of, of the Christianity, the denominations, all together. Now, could we tell each other apart? Hmm? No, 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 we couldn't. Not with the flesh. But we could, in fact, as we went home with each one of them and lived for about a week, we could find something out very, very quickly. If, in fact, series that I've done that I hope you study often, there's no fruit, there's no holiness. If there's no fruit, there's no holiness. And, and that's the reason why as I teach this, I, I, over and over, I really want you to understand that that's the reason why I diligently and patiently keep going into this stuff telling you, you've got to go through this over and over and over again. Identify, according to the Scriptures, brothers and sisters, exactly where you're at with God. Exactly where you're at. Well, let's see. Now, uh, Prophet, I, uh, the fruit of the Spirit thing, I mean, you know, I, you know, I've got, I know I've got two of them down. Well, you best get the rest of them down. Okay? Why? Because let me tell you something. We don't know the time, nor do we know the hour, when the Lord God is going to call us to Israel. I, I, I think there's some things that I've shared with you that I know is important, okay? I think, that, I think there's the, the timing of this thing has a, a lot to do with Israel, a lot to do with the war that's going to come to Israel, okay? And the death of most of those that are in Israel. So we got time. I've had people, we have people write, oh, oh, I don't know, prophet. I just don't know, you know, uh, we, you know, uh, looks like we're going to have to hurry up. You know, i got news for you. As your prophet, we're right where God wants us at the right time. If we weren't, I wouldn't be preaching this message. Because what God is wanting to do here, brothers and sisters in the organization, is to extend, as the angel told me, to extend the tent stakes. You know what that means? We're going to start to grow. Now, in order for us to start to grow, I'd just be thrilled to have another 200 people come in here and where we'd put them on God only knows himself and have him get with some of you sweet brothers and sisters, those that are brand new that know nothing about Ephraimites, and get with some of you and bless God, you teach them what? Holiness of God? Hmm? Well, I'll tell you right now, Sister Jones. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Now, now yeah, I'm, I'm, I am submitted to my husband 100%. Yeah, well, you know, he gets out of line, I'm going to punch him. I said, well, there's nobody in the room like, oh, don't you get the prophet started on that. Huh? You know, I, I, I keep trying to be nice. I, I, you know, I'm, you can tell I'm a nice, I'm a nice prophet. Oh. oh boy, how do you come on now, you know? 
But, but folks, you know, there again, you know why you're here? Because I'm your mentor. Yet it's my place that I will stand before God and give account for every one of you. Now, if I'm going to have to stand before God to give account for every one of you, you know something? If I've got to ride you like a bay mule, I'm going to do it to get you in this thing. Don't you, don't you, don't you think I won't do it? Well, now, uh, the Lord God speaking. Well, now, prophet, you know, I sent you down there to the earth. And uh, uh, can you just explain to me why old Jonesy, he didn't come in? You know, if you, if you would have just, if you would just uh, said a few more of uh, uh, things, maybe, maybe going and visit his house and, and done a few supernatural exploits before him. Are you talking about bringing down fire, prophet? Anything else that comes. Maybe he would have been. See, what God is saying is, I have the duty, hmm, the authority to get after you as you were gotten after when you were a kid in school. Now, Jonesy, you're going to learn those, those multiplication tables. Huh? Or next time, Jonesy, I'm taking you out back and I'm going to uh, whip you with a ruler. Oh, not in today's world, God forbid, right? Oh, don't get me started on that. All right. So you're going to say that that we're a peculiar people unto himself above all the nations, not just one or two. Deuteronomy 28, 9. Oh, I love this. If you're not reading Deuteronomy 28, the whole, the whole chapter, often you should, okay? Let's, let's do this thing. 28, 9. The Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself. As he has sworn unto thee. Now listen, there's that little two-lettered word, if, say if, thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. So the fact of it is, we are not going to be established as a holy nation, as a holy people, as a holy person, unless you and I... Keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. Well, well, well now, Prophet, I, you know, my pastor, you know, over there at Belleville and Fifth, you, you, know, you know, the big church. Now, now my pastor, a prophet, has, has already told me that, uh, you know, that uh, all this, uh, this stuff that you're doing, just a bunch of malarkey, I mean, for Pete's sakes. You know, when, when, when Jesus came... Uh, prophet, uh, bless God, you know, the father retired and the boy took over the business and he became the new covenant. Most of Christianity today believes it, not the fact that so much, that, you know, the boy taking over the business, but they believe that there came along Yeshua, there did. He came to do what, bless God, that the, that the law couldn't do, give us eternal life. And because of that, he became the new covenant. And as I have taught you and taught you dearly, that ain't in the book. He is the new covenant in the blood. What was it about the blood? The remission of your sin. That's all that he came for, which is everything. I agree with that. It's eternal life. So the church, the church comes along now, and the church begins to preach this. Why does the church preach that? Now, let me tell you something. They had no prophet to bring revelation knowledge from the throne room. It came from here. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. This only gets you in trouble with God. This isn't about what you think. It's not about how you sat down and reasoned something out. This is about the Spirit of Almighty God Himself that does appear to certain selected anointed vessels on this earth. Hmm? That's what it's about. Now, how many pastors today are going to be standing in holy beamers on Sunday that aren't called to be there? Now, if I recollect correctly, and I'm sure that I am, 
that it was the Levitical priesthood that were the priests. Now, how many of the Levites do you think that are actually today knowing or not knowing behind these bemas? No way to know. No way to tell. But let me tell you one thing. Not enough to spit on. Hmm? Now, let's, let's stop. Now, folks, this is really important. Get on it. Stop and think about this. Okay, they're not called. They're not called to God to be there. Uh, that kind of got us in trouble. That, that's kind of what happened to the, the ten tribes that went north, isn't it? They began to... Now, listen. They began to select their own priests out from under the Levitical priesthood. And that was an abomination to this God that we serve. And today, to be a preacher is a kind of a wholesale deal. Now, you know, you've got to have so many dollars to get into their cemetery, I mean seminary. And bless God, you've got to go through the courses and some knucklehead decides whether you're an A, B, C, D student. Now, after they get enough money out of you, about two to four years, depending on how long that their schooling is, then you get a certificate to put on your wall at home. You are now a preacher. Hallelujah. You have been to the holy mountain, so you think. Hmm? Now, within all that... What did they teach you? They taught you exactly what they want you to minister. I mean, that's, that's what the school was about. In other words, they teach you while you're there, whether two to four years or whatever it is, they teach you their doctrine. And when you get out, huh, one of the things that they insist that you do, if they have a place to place you as a pastor, they'll do that. If they don't have, and you find a place or start a church, they're going to be telling you, don't you stray. Don't you get away from what you have learned. Now, if in fact, and it is a fact, that the Levitical priesthood isn't involved in the teaching of the people that don't know where they are and don't care. And remember, they don't care. Have you ever heard anybody say, well, now, before, before I can become a preacher, I've got, to, I've got to get this DNA thing done, and I've got to find out if I am of the Levitical priesthood. Have you ever heard anybody? No, you haven't. So the fact of it is that, bless God, then you've got some knuckleheads, as I like to call them, sometimes saved, sometimes not, sometimes filled with the Holy Ghost and almost not, and they are now going to do what? They're going to make you a preacher. So you come out of the school. You get yourself all set up in a church. And hallelujah. You get yourself all dressed up, your hair all slicked back, and probably best you don't grow a beard. Okay? Make you a bit weird. Hello, weird. And bless God, you start ministering this thing. And bless God, people come up and, and every, once, every once in a while, some good sister or brother will come up to study in the Word and they'll say, Pastor, you know, I, I, I was listening to that blog radio thing and, 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 and this guy named Deckard was on there. Oh, my Lord and my God, sister, you and brother, you don't need to be listening to that. That's the old cult. Yeah. Well, we want to ask this question to you. So they ask a question that they have heard me minister on that's contrary to the doctrine in which they're being taught. Now, pastor looks at that and he says, well, number one, he said it is an occult. This guy's a false prophet. And you don't want to, now listen, you do not want to listen to a thing that this man has to say. Now, folks, that goes on and not just once or twice. What are they so interested in us? We don't have enough people here to, woo, do we? Tell you why. Satan knows he can't stop it, but he's sure going to try to hinder it. Okay? 
So now, now pastor now is, is so wrapped up into the doctrine that pastor, <laughs> he couldn't see holiness if it came along hmm, and kicked him in the shin. Couldn't see it. Why? He's not looking for it. He thinks he's already got it. And the doctrine in which he preaches and teaches is contrary to the word in points and places. Not all of it. But it's got this, like I said, not all churches are, are, are all wrong. They're not. But it's time, now listen to me, that we become all right. It's time that we examine what it is that we think we believe in relationship to what God says. Now God says you're going to be what? Holy. Not an elective. It's not something to bless God that, that he's going to do just because he's got nothing else to do. Let's go to Deuteronomy 30. Deuteronomy 30. Oh, hallelujah. I, I, I love this Deuteronomy 30 business. First verse. And it shall, there it is again. I love it when he says it shall come to pass. You know what you can do? You can actually add a little note beside that. Without a shadow of turning, it is going to happen. Okay? When all these things are come upon thee, the blessings and the curse. Now, what's the curse? If you don't do all that's written, if you don't observe and do all that's written in God's commandments, okay, there's curses involved. Just as automatic, these curses are automatic coming to you just as the blessings are. See, that's the reason some people can't understand about being healed. Uh, folks, I'm going to tell you something. I've been in this business a lot of years. I've seen multitudes of people healed, even to the raising of the dead. And I'm going to tell you one thing I, I, I've seen through these years. People get prayer, and here they are again next time, wanting prayer. Here they are. You know, every once in a while I tell you, if you've been up here the last quarter to prayer, don't bother coming up here this time. You want to know why? Because you're walking in the curse, not in the blessings. God's Word is yea and yea. Okay? That's what God's Word is. You seek God, you're going to find God. Again, what's, what's the problem? Why, why do people live in these curses? Well, I'm going to tell you something, and I believe this. I don't think they know any better. I think it's a flesh thing. I think that their flesh has got them convinced that, oh, some matter of time, they'll be around the prophet. The prophet will pour oil, lay hands on me. Whoopee-daisy! I'm holy. If that happens, the sun will come up in the west instead of the east tomorrow morning. Will be your sign. Not going to happen, okay? Now he goes on to say, the blessings and the cursings, okay? Curses which I have set before thee, and thou shalt call them to mind among all nations where the Lord thy God hath driven thee, and shall return unto the Lord thy God, and shall obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day, that thou and thy children with all thy heart and with all thy soul. That then, now listen, that then, not before then, the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity and have compassion upon thee and will gather, will return and gather thee from all nations, whether thou, whether the Lord thy God has scattered thee. This is us, Ephraim, okay? If any of thine be driven out unto the uttermost parts, outmost parts of the heaven, from thence will the Lord thy God gather thee, from thence will he fetch thee. So he's going to find us, isn't he? Amen. That's what he's doing now. We're getting a big response. Every nation around the face of this earth off that little blog radio thing. Hmm? How does that happen? God's doing it, not me. Okay? Uh, but, but, but what I want you to, to get back to understanding that this is about Ephraim. God's going to, you know, God's going, God's going to, what, gather us. We're going to be taught I'm the teacher, all right? Fifth verse, number five. And the Lord thy God will bring thee unto the land which thy fathers possessed. We know that. Say amen. amen. And thou shalt possess it, okay? And he will do thee good, hallelujah, and multiply thee above thy fathers. And the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart. And the heart of thy seed, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, that thou mayest liveth. And the Lord thy God will put all these curses upon thine enemies, on, on them that hate thee, which persecuted thee, 
And thou shalt return and obey the voice of the Lord thy God, and do all his commandments, there's the word all, which I command thee this day, and the Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in every work of thy hand, in the fruit of thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, the fruit of thy land, for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good, as he rejoiced over thy fathers. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to keep his commandments and statutes, which are written in this book of the law, and thou uh, turn unto the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. For this commandment which I command thee this day, it's not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. And say again, we're, 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 we're playing in this fantasy world. It's not far off. You know, it's right there. I've just almost got it. And it's not far off. Okay, but listen where it really is. He goes on to say, uh, he said, It's not in heaven that thou shouldst say, who, who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it? It's not beyond the sea that thou shouldst say, Who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very nigh unto us, in thy mouth and in thy heart, that thou mayest do it. Now, let me, let me, let me tell you something. What you, what you, and I told all of you this in the very beginning. The dangerous thing about being around real prophets is real simple. I'm going to bring you the word. Yeshua said, my words are spirit and they're life. Okay? Once the word penetrates into your heart, okay, then you are responsible for the word. You will be tested as I have taught you to that word. All right? And, 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 the, and where the dangers of all this come up is that what we're not understanding is God wants us, he wants us to come into this thing, okay? Now, now he goes on to say in the 15th verse, see, I have set before thee this, this day life and good and death and evil. Now, as I taught this before, understand that it's there before us. Okay, now, okay, and, 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 and then he says, In that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that thou mayest live and multiply. And the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land, whether thou goest to possess it. Now, the thing that you have to realize, again, that we have both life and good and death and evil before us. Now, folks, these things work as automatically. I don't think this turns on a light over here, does it? Let's see. No, it must be an outside light. This thing works just like turning on and off a light. The fact of it is, if I go over and turn the light off, it goes off. If I turn the light on, it automatically comes on, and all I have to do is do what? Move the switch. With all this thing with God, with the blessings and with the cursings, they are in the earth. Well, then how is it I get blessed? Do the word. How is it I get cursed? Don't do the word. Now, question. Am I cursed because I don't keep the covenant? You've been taught well. Yes, you're walking in the curses. Number two. Can I, prophet, be cursed if, in fact, I don't do what it is I'm being taught? And I keep and are trying to keep the covenant. Yeah, you're still cursed. See, that's the reason why, brothers and sisters, some of you have not yet figured this thing out. Automatically, automatically, when you sin, here come the curse. Okay? Automatically, when you keep and do, observe and do all that God has written, here come the blessings. Now, you know, most of you are... Um, Intelligence. Some of you are much more intelligent than I am when it comes to brain power. We won't talk about spirit power. But, but, folks, the key here is very simple. It's automatic. It's already in the earth. It performs as you perform. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that 
into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible. Thank you.